Xbox Record This is a podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. Hosted by three BFFs, Daddy Diwali, Chipotle Bear, and Bubble Boy N7. This is Cortana. And remember, don't make a girl a promise if you know you can't keep it. As always, Spartans, see you online. Let's ride. <laughs> Broncos country. <laughs> Let's ride. Oh, hello. Daddy D. Wally here. Welcome to Xbox Record This Episode 84. My name is Daddy D. Wally, and joining me as always is the assistant to the co-host, Chipotle Bear. Chipotle Bear, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. If I'm being very honest, it was a crazy day. The last couple of days of work have just been, I don't know what's in the water. I don't know what's up with these kids, but they are just been poor choices in abundance. Uh, so it's been a long day. But honestly, I will tell you, coming home, I felt this bliss because I was like, at least I get to chat with the boys tonight about some great things going on. So I'm doing well, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yep. Those dang kids. And joining us is always the assistant to the assistant to the co-host, Bubble Boy and Seven. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, I am still gleaming off the high from last week. I oh, think that was I can like tell. such a good episode. Um, and I, I think that we just need to, to keep the momentum going. So happy to be here. All right. Speaking of our last episode and just our show in general, Chipotle Bear is offline. Chipotle Bear, leave and come back. Xbox record this as a podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. Uh, we are recording on Wednesday. We usually record on Thursdays, but it is Wednesday, December 7th, and we are recording a little early. We are recording before the Game Awards and all of those announcements and winners, and we will be uh, talking about the Game Awards next week. So sorry, this is going to post on Saturday, and you're going to be like, why didn't you talk about the Game Awards? Uh, that is why we have to record a little bit early this week, but that's fine. We missed a lot of weeks last week or a lot of news last week and i just got an alert here breaking news on the show participant triple a bear is having a problem participate participant failed with error not recording okay well chipotle bear why don't you give me a comms check here no not recording chipotle, you guys can somebody donate right, we'll to you guys our next patreon week. uh because chipotle bear's internet is just complete caca so chipotle bear why don't you leave again and also, I don't know, reset your caca, Chipotle Bear. Just, it's not recording. I, I can see down here, it, It's there's just nothing there. So try again, try again. Uh, let's continue on, you guys. Let's huge XRT shout outs. Boop, 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 boop. That's where Jose would have his little <laughs> soundboard there. <laughs> New sub on YouTube. Shout out to Mariano Pompa. I'm pretty sure Mariano subbed to us after uh, maybe possibly watching when we had Ains on last week. So thank you, Mariano, for uh, subscribing to our channel. And then we also have another huge XRT shout out. It's working now to... Uh, well, let's just read. Let's just read it. It says, uh, 
Hello, gentlemen. Wow, 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 wow. What an episode. Kicking off strong with Little Debbies, talking about mental health and the positivity of gaming, and even got some love for Elden Ring mixed in. I loved every minute of it. Oh, thank you so much. I enjoyed when Dan said, do you like Little Debbies or are you a liar? Because people who claim to not like at least one of their tasty treats are just having some sort of superiority issue. She's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. My list is pretty identical to most of y'all's. Number five, honey buns. Number four, strawberry shortcake rolls. Number three, zebra cake slash Christmas trees. First time I had one was at Bear Creek Drama Retreat, and it was incredible. Uh, shout out to Manfredi on that one. Number two, Swiss rolls. And number one, the goat, oatmeal cream pie. Recently just bought some oatmeal cream pie flavored coffee. I was never really allowed these kinds of snacks as a kid, but my grandma loved them, loved them so every time I saw her, I knew I would have some oatmeal cream pies. The nostalgia cuts deep. Thank you to Ainsley for your honesty. What a personable and awesome guest co-host. As another mental health professional, I'm very excited to check out Rachel's content. There are so many good things to be said about gaming. In my clinical work as a certified recreational therapist, therapist, I help clients improve their quality of life through meaningful leisure. Meaningful leisure is just activities that bring someone joy, a sense of accomplishment, or any type of positivity. It doesn't matter what it is. And there are so many things to be gained from gaming. Perseverance, facing challenges, a feeling that you can succeed, critical problem solving, teamwork, community building. I can go on and on about this stuff. Fantastic discussion. I have not beaten the Elden Beast. At one point, I finally got him, to, got him down to 1,000 hit points left. One more hit would have done it. And I died with no crimson flasks left. Ooh. How I screamed in frustration. Still playing as mage. I'm struggling, but I intend to beat it before 2022 ends. What tiers do you suggest I add to my flask for this boss fight? Maybe that's where I'm missing something. This boss and the fire giant are my biggest struggles, but I'm in deep. I'll also give it up to the satisfaction of Power Wasp Simulator. I love it too. See you online, Claire to Square. Shout out to Claire. What a letter, you guys. Thank you Thanks, so Claire. much, Claire. That's that's that that you know, I didn't read it until just now, Claire, and that, that was awesome to hear. I'm so glad you enjoyed our episode. You and our loyal, small pact of listeners. Heck we, yeah. We are so thankful for all of you. Yeah. So Claire, and I I'll, gotta, oh go ahead. No, you go ahead. And I'll I'll just, just say I gotta rem- try to remember back. Yeah. I know one of the things that I switched to at the very end of the first time I beat it was I don't know if it was one of the tears or something, one of the like medallions or something that um guarded against the lightning because it, it made it so that I had it, it wasn't against the Elden Beast. It was against the guy you fight before him, but it made him a lot easier so that I had more health going into the Elden Beast, if that makes sense. It does. 
Go ahead, Jose. And to clear, I would say my, my only advice is, because I'll be honest, straight up, I couldn't do it by myself. I had to do it with a friend. <laughs> Dan had to help me out. So if, if there's someone who can help you, and honestly, one of our other listeners, J-Biz, is probably a pro at this point, could probably help you out if you need someone to tag team with you, just throwing that out. Uh, and, and, or Dan's been too. back into it, too. Yeah, what are you talking about? Um, and anything else about her letter that you wanted to discuss there, Chipotle Bear? No, I just want to say thanks, Claire. I mean, uh, as as I didn't actually get a chance to tell you yet because this is when we started recording, but I reached out to Claire and asked if she would actually want to be on the show in the coming weeks, and she said absolutely. She's pretty free to record, so we'll definitely look into that. Um, as uh, as luck would have it, Claire is actually back at Bear Creek for a short time, kind of in an interim role, helping Kella do our spring musical. We're doing Chicago. Oh. It's got a lot of dance numbers, and with Claire's background, um, she is helping us out, which is great. So I haven't seen her in person yet, but I've seen some social media posts. So happy to have her back around. You know, just uh, help. thank you, Claire, for making our day. We really do appreciate it. And uh, I agree with you. I In listening to our episode again on the way to work, I laughed out loud at the, do you like Little Debbie's or are you a liar? I thought that was a really small quip, but it was definitely You know what it reminds funny. me of is Siegel's Law. Yeah, that's for another episode, though. All Not right. today. I'm just I saying. We, I thought we brought that up already. So, Claire, here's... Here's the deal, okay? You need, you got to have, I believe it was nine, I think I did, actually, no, I did 10 flasks for health and five for magic. But key also was, and I'm trying to find my stats, and of course, for some reason, I can't log into the PlayStation app, this stupid, oh, no, okay, now it logs me in, cool. So here you go, here here are the the official stats, Claire. And I don't know what level you're at, but that's that'll help a lot as well. And if you don't already know, you need to go to the farming spot where you just shoot the arrow. The chicken. Already, yeah, the, you shoot the ch- the giant chicken and it falls off. Just Google chicken farming chicken spot. Farm, yep. uh, Elden Ring and, and you'll be able to get there. You can get there really early in the game and that's what I did this time. But otherwise, you've probably actually... She might not have even been there. It is a secret area that you can get to. Yeah, it takes um, a yeah, minute to know how to get there. Yeah, very but, uh, skippable. If, yeah, if, you can, unless yeah. you meant to go there. So here are my stats, Claire. I was a level 175 on this third run through. Vigor, 60. Mind, 50. Endurance, 30. Don't, who cares about strength and dexterity if you're a mage? Doesn't matter. Intelligence, 75. I was blown away with my magic. And then here's what you want for your magic. You want to have the giant great sword. It's incredible. You need to have the meteor shower. Also incredible. Jose knows. And yep. then uh, the Azure. What, the Az, what, uh, what was that spell? Is Az, it Az, Azure. Az, Azura's whatever spell I, I think is what it's Azure, called. Yeah. Something like that. I, and I can help you, Claire. But anyway, my hit points are 1,800, 300 uh, magic, 143 stamina. And one more thing, weapons, Claire. You need to have the best mage weapon is the... Jose, do you remember? What were you using? Do you remember by any chance? That It was the Comet Azure is what you're thinking. Comet of. Azure, the, that's what it is. Um, that one's a beast. It was the staff that's... Um, the mask that you want is the one that has the two faces, one with the blue eye, one with yeah, the green that eye. Gives you, okay. And it's the same the same set of... I, I, Glintstone, maybe? Um, here, yeah, no, here. So, here's what you do, Claire. I can tell you that you want to have the meteorite in your left hand, you dual wield staffs, and then you want the carrion regal scepter in your right. The carrion you get from exchanging the soul from beating uh, Renala, the, the library girl. So you go back to the to the finger in the home base, which I didn't even know about until the very end of the game that you can what? exchange souls. Yeah, you go to him, you exchange your souls, and you can select the carrion regal scepter, and it will be zero. Get that to plus ten. So that's in your right hand. That improves your what? 
uh, glintstone, all those stat, uh, um, attacks, attacks. And so you have that in your right hand, the, having the meteorite and left helps with that rock spell. And I also had actually, I checked, I had 10 health for magic. So magic really wasn't the big problem. And you guys, Jose, I'll have, you know, I had to beat him this time they patched the one where you could just have them stand still and do the yeah, spell out and take out the, the first patch that. Yeah. So I had to beat, I had to beat the first round legitimately for that. Claire, just, I, I was just casting Glenstone pebble on him over and over again. It really does enough damage. Just have your, uh, what's the, the, the copy of you called? Oh my gosh. What is your it? mimic tier mimic tier, have the mimic tier out there as long as he survives that. And then when you get to Elden beast, you're just doing the rock spell and the comet as Azure, what was it again? Was it Comet Azure? Azura? Comet Azure. Yeah. Comet Azure, Comet Azure on him. And I can get into more details about this later, but you've got this, Claire. You can do it. Especially if you get up to like 150 plus, you'll get it. But if you're not there, if you're only at like 100 and something, that'd be tough. So shout out to Claire. Shout out to our new follower on YouTube. Before we jump into the warm up, and I'm just going to bring up a topic right away. I need in- input and feedback from the audience. Do you enjoy our warm-up questions? And I'm assuming a lot of you do like them, but if we are really going to be an Xbox-focused podcast, do we spend too much time on these warm-ups? Because there are times, and I'm asking Jose and Chance as well, where we will spend 30 minutes of the show and not really talk about anything video game related. Yeah, So so let me finish, let me finish. So... Th- that's my first question. Should we save the swarm up instead of calling warm up? We'll just say top five food and save it for the very end of the show, right before we go into the best food we had this week or, and instead just jump straight into the news right away, or maybe stump jump straight into what we've been playing. What do we do? Because I have, I am thinking about feedback. I, I look at our analytics. Most people stay for like the first couple of minutes and then they're gone. So if we are really trying to get new Listeners, if we are going to be Xbox focused, maybe we should change that. And then two, if not, do we stick with what I think the fans want, which I think a majority of the people enjoy is our cold openings with the warm ups and talking about everything. So bubble boy, go ahead. Well, I was going to say they're not always food related. They have happened to have been lately. We haven't done a, I can't remember the last time we did a video game when we've done a lot of food stuff. So we can certainly mix that up. And I think we had all kinds of Halloween specific ones before that. Um, so I get that, but I was going to say to um, Annette wrote in, that was her favorite part. So it's, there's, there's definitely people who who that's what they tune in for. I agree, and but I but I think Annette and other listeners would still listen if it was at the end. I'm assuming, or unless your mom probably maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she just listens to the first thirty minutes. She's like, okay, Xbox, screw it, I can go now, which could be a possibility as well. And I, and I don't blame her at the same time. Uh, so, Jose, then, what are your thoughts? Oh, go ahead. For the record, my mom does listen to the whole show, even if it's not <laughs> like, even though I know my mom doesn't know the video game industry like we do, although she's learning a lot, she said. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm not tied to having it at the beginning. I, I do agree with Dan that sometimes like when we're at like the 30-minute mark and haven't gotten to the news, that is probably not a great 
use of our time, I would say that we could certainly move it to the end. I think we'd also potentially move the like thank yous or shout outs to the end. You know, like not that that's not important because it is very important, but it is, you know, that. I'd push back on that because it's not, those can literally be like nothing or just like two things. Like we're not, we don't have too many shout outs or an intro letter, yeah. you know? So. No, I, I mean, I'm not opposed to moving the, I mean, we could change it from opener to some other fun name. It's like, uh, you know, the today's day of reckoning or, or it could argument just be of our, the day this or week's like top five. I mean, I, we, we tend to do top five a lot, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not opposed to moving it for sure. I mean, I, I do think that I, I agree to the, the point that if we're going to, we are predominantly an Xbox podcast. We love the food piece. We love the nostalgia piece, but ultimately like that is what we started this for. You know what I'm saying? Cause we could, we used to just do those top fives, like in our nerd chat, we didn't have to have a podcast for that. So, yeah. um, so I'm not opposed to doing that. I mean, I would definitely love to hear from the fans if they would love to us to get to news first, or if they'd love to see things kind of rearranged, I would yeah. be certainly open to that feedback for sure. I do also think though, for the record, it is something that makes us unique. You know, there are still no, yeah, quite a few not, Xbox yeah. podcasts. And so even though we don't always do Xbox related stuff, for the record, the last time we did it was only episode 80. It was only four ago when we did the customization in games. Mm-hmm. That was episode 80. So it, I know the last literally month has been food, but it's also a heavy yeah. food month because of yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas. So anyway, I'm, Chance, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so of the, the podcasts that I tune into regularly and then also even just radio shows that I listen to regularly, probably my favorite radio show is the afternoon show on uh, nine, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 with uh, Andy Lindahl and Nate Kreckman. And one of my favorite parts of their show is when they're not talking about sports. And I might be in the minority here, but when they go off on tangents, that can be one of my favorite things. And then one of my favorite non-gaming related podcasts is the Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. And it's every every week. Um, they're like, well, we're four and a half hours in and we haven't gotten to our main topic yet. And I think it's it makes it a little more um, authentic, maybe. And like... Not not professional, but just a little more realistic. Like, hey, this is what we would be doing if we were sitting around talking. Like, we wouldn't be like, okay, guys, back to the back to the topic here. So, I don't know. That's just my two cents. Yeah, no, and I completely agree. Like, when I think of Last Stand and Sacred Symbols and Knockback, my favorite pop- podcast. Like, I I love when the, the brothers are just talking to each other about what they've been up to for the week. And same with Sacred Symbols. But I think the problem is is that Sacred Symbols and and knockback and last and all these other podcast shows have huge have gained a huge audience and so they feel connected Correct. and so they want to hear about that some new person listening to our show might be like why are they still talking about little debbies you know like not that i think that person's crazy and they don't need to be here anyway because i mean let's be real but uh, I, I do think if we are going to keep it, we we either need to speed it up and make it quick. Like these are my five and that's it. And no explanation or something like that. And then write in and, and we can debate it more or save it for the end when it comes to food or, you know, so like, I mean, even right now we're 18 minutes in. We, we're, we're not, we, we did talk about Elden Ring at the beginning, which is great. But so I don't know, something to think about. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, if we're trying to gain new listeners talking about Xbox and video games in general, I don't know. And let's hear obviously audience. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, Jose, go ahead. Oh, I was just oh. gonna say, 
Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I, I, I have some stats that you, I just reminded myself. Of. I was go just going to say, maybe what we do for the next like three or four is maybe we intentionally mix up the whole order and just see how it feels. And then we can ask feedback because sometimes it's hard to know what that really feels like for the audience and for us too. So maybe like next week, we just try putting the top five at the end. Maybe the next time we put the shout outs at the end just and just see what happens. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not a permanent sticking thing, but it could be a good experiment for the next couple of weeks. Just throwing that out. So here are some random stats. We're going to keep going with this opening. Screw it. We'll get to Xbox news here in a second. I do want to share this with you guys. Got this a while ago. As you've been seeing across the internet, we've people have been getting their Spotify year wrapped or whatever, wrapped in, wrapped, what, what do they call it? Some Something wrapped. So here's our Xbox stats, you guys, XRT stats. We created 3,897 minutes of new content. That's 97% more than other creators in the leisure category. So we, we're really impressive. 97%? Mm-hmm. That's got to so, count for something, doesn't it? That, that, number, uh, our most popular episode was number 54. Starfield could use a Cortana right now. So that was right when we learned that Starfield was delayed and that title right there, catchy for video game audiences, yeah, yeah. 172% more streams than our average episode happened on that one. And this is just Spotify, of course. Your top country, United States, of course. Um, something magical happened between May 15th and May 21st. I believe, is that right around our year anniversary? I don't know. Sometime around that, you had 137% more listeners compared to an average week. And our listener of the podcast is the devotee. When your fans love a podcast, they really love it. They're quick to support new releases and play their favorite episodes over and over. So we've got a devoted bunch of XRT fans. Just probably just the three of us listening. Well, well, no, that's just it. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's me, Jose, and Chance listening every week. But not even Jose gets to it every week. But these are That's not true. I get to it every week. Right away. These are Spotify. I don't listen to it on Spotify. So I'm thinking this is J Biz and I mean either. Somebody. I switched to Spotify okay, just chance. to help with this. So that I listen to us okay, so that's on Spotify well, and we'll, no other podcasts. We'll, get, on we'll get to that. Twenty-six percent of our listener of twenty twenty one listeners joined you again. So only a quarter of our listeners from twenty twenty one stayed into twenty twenty two. A little concerning there. Uh, chance is a part of this 13% of the, uh, of the audience who listened to us the most. He's a part of that 13%. And so your podcast saw a lot of gains this year. We have plus 109% more followers, followers this year compared to last 106% more hours and 61% more streams. That sounds great, right? We've doubled everything, but when you've doubled from five to 10, is that hey, really hey, winning? Gross, if, we learned, if we learned anything from Fast and the Furious, it doesn't matter if it's by an inch or a mile, baby. All right. We are a top 10 podcast for 11, 11 fans out there. So 11 people consistently top 10. Top five podcasts for nine fans. Chances in there. And then we are the number one podcast for six people. Well, five. Chance being one. I can't. Can I count as a person? So. Those are our 2022 Spotify wrapped uh, uh, in review of, of our podcast. So there we go. Well, we're going to talk more about our podcast and possible ideas later. But please, audience, provide some feedback. What do you think? What do you enjoy about the show? What should we change? Please really write in, Claire. I would love it for you, Annette, Bizzle, Bacon. Where the, where Bacon, where have you been? Write in. 
at not just YouTube comments. Well, I guess you do YouTube comments. Let us know on the show or a new listener. If you happen to be a new listener, let us know what you think. All right, we are 22 minutes in. Let's head straight into the warm-up for the week. Bubble Boys, take it away. Well, we couldn't do little Debbie's last week and not follow it up with hostess treats this week. And, and I, I want to guess what Allie's, you know, number six item was, uh, that she thought was a, uh, Little Debbie that was actually a hostess, and I assume it was a Twinkie, but you never know. Hopefully, Daniel, you'll fill us in on on what that item was. Um, and so, without further ado, the warm. Wait, wait. Do you want me to call her right now and and get her list? Well, you don't know what it was. The one that she. Okay. Inclu- I'm saying, what was the one? Joining she us live with? now on XRT. Oh, perfect. Live perfect. now. Here is my wife. Thanks, <laughs> Hey, honey, you're she live she's now on, on Xbox Core. This you are live. I just called you oh, up. Oh, how exciting! Oh, we need <laughs> to hear your top five hostess treats. And keep in mind, you're first. No one else is gone. So please share us your list. Go from I five to you. one. I sent you a message. My top five is only four because I can't even think of a fifth that's good enough to make the list. Okay. Oh, wow. Number one. Uh, no, 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 no. Allie, Allie, you need to start four four to one. But you heard it here, yeah. folks, first. Runs in the family. Okay. She she couldn't even think of anything. She only has Yeah. Four. Okay, here we no, go. No, it's. Okay, number four, uh, the little donut. Donuts. Donuts. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Number three, ding dongs. Okay. Number two, the chocolate cupcakes. Yes, of course. And number one. Number one, one, uh, the crack cakes. I don't know what the real name is. (laughs) Coffee cakes, right? (laughs) Coffee cakes. Cinnamon, streusel, coffee cakes. And Allie's absolutely right. Straight cocaine, you guys. Thank you so much, dear. Love you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate the calling. Bye. P.S. Were you uh, one of our number one fans on Spotify? Uh, no. no, no, she was. No, Allie does not right. listen to the show. <laughs> okay, Bubble Boy, take it away. Why don't we hear? Well, actually, who uh, thinks they have the worst list? I Jose. Uh, yeah, I knew it. Jose, you go first. Uh, then, boy. So here's the thing, and I'm I'm in the same camp as Allie, and I was actually a little surprised because I'm I'm a big snacker for sure, and I was like, oh, there's got to be tons of hostess stuff. I was kind of surprised when I was going through. I just there wasn't like banger after banger of that. I was like. I got, I love all these, like in the same way that I do with little Debbie for the record, but my number, my honorable mention, and I only put it there cause I've never had it, but I saw it today when I was looking through, I was like, Oh, that looks intriguing. They're called crispy minis. They look almost oh. like a pop tart. I've never heard of them or seen them, but they're intriguing. So we'll see if I check them out one day soon, but official number five, ho-hos, right? I do like a good ho-ho. It's basically like a Swiss roll. It's like their version of it. Number four, I don't get them very often, but I do like them when I get them, which are the snowballs. I think there is something novel about the pink thing. I do like coconut and chocolate. I have no issue saying that. Number three, the cupcakes as well. Um, I just think like, and and this is going to sound Number like three. Well, because I, I feel like they're so, I mean, this is going to, I'm not going to say that because it's, that's an argument for all of these. Number three, cupcakes. Number two, the Twinkie. It's a classic. It is delicious. My number one though is the donuts. Dude, I will oh. I will eat the caca out of some donuts. Okay, like they're on the table, yeah. literally chocolate, yeah. powder oh, yeah. sugar, all so day. Not even all a specific donuts. flavor, just yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Even the brown yeah. kind, like the light tan one, it's like cinnamon. I don't that's like. I would never choose those. But if it's there, donuts. That's, that's crunch, crunch, right crunch donuts. Number yeah. one. Yeah. Anyway, you want to go, Bubble Boy? 
Oh man. Okay. Um, yeah. So my honorable mentions, um, and I haven't had any of these, but I saw that they exist and I was like, man, I need to find these. They're called bouncers, which they're essentially, they come in three flavors. They're bite-sized Twinkies, the cinnamon donuts and bite-sized ding-dongs. I was like, yeah, that, that sounds incredible. Um, but I couldn't put it on the list. Yeah. Jose. Was that your nickname in college? Yeah. Bite-sized of ding-dong? <laughs> oh. That's what she said. Good one. Um, top five, uh, coming in at number five, birthday cake, birthday cake, cupcakes. That's hard to say fast. Uh, number four, blueberry mini muffins, which I know isn't necessarily like a dessert treat, but hostess does make these and they're delicious. Cora loves them. Um, number three, it was hard. I decided to pick one of the donuts. Um, so you could have made a whole list of just different donuts, but I went with the crunch donuts. Those are my favorite Jose, the tan ones. Um, and then number three, just a classic apple or cherry fruit pie. Those are delicious. I didn't know little Debbie made them. So when Ains was on and said little Debbie had those, I was like, Oh, crazy. Um, and then number one, it's hard not to say Twinkie. I don't, it's like, it's interesting because it might not necessarily be my favorite, but it's hard to turn down a Twinkie. Like if, if a Twinkie's sitting there, you can't not eat it. So it's it's got to be number one. And the myth, of course, that it like it withstands the apocalypse, right? When we were kids. Yeah. Like that. Oh, of course. Cockroaches and Twinkies are going to yeah. rule the earth. You can't beat that story. Yeah. All right. Well, here's Daddy D. Wally slash XRT, obviously definitive list as always. Honorable mention, Chance had it right. Those mini muffins, delicious. Absolutely delicious. And then I, this is similar to Jose. I saw these and I was like, well, I need to try these immediately. The jumbo honey buns. There's like a honey bun doused in the icing. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, with the I icing. To, I need to try one of those. So here's my list. Number five, Twinkies. I can't believe you guys had it so high. I mean, they're good, but are they that good? They're iconic, mm. but. They are. I, I, agree, I agree that they are iconic, but are they good? No, you guys are crazy. Number four, Ho-Ho's, a.k.a. Inferior, inferior Swiss Rolls, like Jose said. Number three, Allie has it right, the Coffee Cakes, a.k.a. Crack Cakes. Incredible. Snelling was talking crap. Go, go try them. The, the, they'll blow your mind. Oh, consistently amazing and delicious, by the way. Number two, Jose and Bubble Boy were right on the money with this. Crunch, donuts, straight crack. These things, I could eat so many of these. And they would have been number one. But when I think of Hostess and I think of the king of the cupcake, it's the Hostess chocolate cupcakes. Those those are number one, hands down, with the little swirl on top. They they make the best cupcakes. (laughs) Have you ever had the Little Debbie ones? Trash compared to Hostess. So when I think of Hostess, I think of those. I think of my mom. I think of taking the tops off, you know, right, and then making just (laughs) – Just combining two to make a super muffin top uh, to eat and then eating the rest. It's just incredible. So you got, yeah, go ahead, Jose. So there you go. The top five hostess treats, ranking them. You heard it here on XRT. I do need to post our little Debbies. I was going to make a video of that, ranking that. We're going to have to do the hostess. We are 30 minutes in, so let's jump into some Xbox news for the week of course news team assemble we are going to be covering a few weeks or a couple the past couple weeks because we didn't really cover much last week so this you know what the news doesn't stop apparently in december so let's jump into the first story and i'm going to throw it straight to jose after i read these tweets because i got to hear what he's thinking phil spencer tweeted this late last night 
Microsoft has entered into a 10-year commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo following the merger of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard King. Microsoft is committed to helping bring more games to more people, however they choose to play. I'm also pleased to confirm that Microsoft has committed to continue to offer Call of Duty on Steam simultaneously to Xbox after we have closed the merger with Activision Blizzard. King, before I throw it over to you, Jose, very quickly, I just wanted to say my thoughts clearly. This shows Nintendo is at the least supportive or indifferent, I should say, at the least of this deal. Most likely supportive because they're going to get a chunk of that too. So they are clearly supporting them. Steam, aka the other major player that Sony complains about, is supporting them as well. And what I liked about Steam, I saw a quote and I sent this to Bacon as well. Let me just read it really quickly here. This was in a, I believe it was a Kotaku article. Uh, This was a response from Steam. Pregnant pause. Of course, it's not showing up. Uh, Jose, go ahead while I pull up this. Well, chance, chance oh, wait, no, no, no. Oh, wait. Oh. oh, wait. I have it. Let me read it really quick. We're happy that Microsoft wants to continue using Steam to reach customers with COD and active once this deal closes. Microsoft has been on Steam for a long time, and we take that as a signal that they're happy with uh, the gamer's reception and the work we are doing. Our job is to keep building valuable features for not only Microsoft, but all Steam customers. Microsoft offered, key, this, this is the key statement, offered and even sent us a draft agreement for a long-term Call of Duty commitment, but it was, wasn't necessary for us because A, we're not believers in requiring any partner to have an agreement that locks them to shipping games onto Steam in the distant future, and B, Phil and the games team at Microsoft have always followed through on what they told us they would do, so we trust their intentions, and C, we think Microsoft has all the motivation they need to be on the platforms and devices where Call of Duty customers want to be. Bam. Go ahead, Bubble Boy. You want well, to go first? Roasted. Seriously, right? Weird. Weird. What a weird, um, just perfectly worded statement. I love it. Um, the only thing I was going to say, I would have I would have loved to have seen Doug Bowser's face. And I think this is exactly how this played out, right? They were He's the head of Nintendo right now, Daniel. Is that what that look was for? Yeah, no, yeah, correct. I was just reading. Um, no, okay, sorry. Um, so Doug Bowser, yeah, the head of Nintendo. He, I just imagine he was like, man, I, I just, I don't know if we can afford it. I don't want to get in the middle of this. I'll kind of wait and see. And then he heard that ten year deal. He's like, excuse me, excuse me, what ten? Yeah, ten years. Yeah, I'll have some of that. And then he probably just called Phil up. He's like, oh, remember that deal that Sony crapped on? Yeah, we'll take that. And then like done. I'm sure it lasted eight seconds and over. Yeah, they talked about what they wanted to go get Arby's afterwards too. Yeah, Yeah, they have the meats. Uh, To your question, Dan, uh, I I fully agree with Chance 100%. And and I think, I mean, really, so if the question is why did this happen, it's a very easy answer. It's it's a, Xbox, I think, is, to be very candid, I think they're worried about the deal. I don't think they're so worried that it's not going to happen, but they realize, like, we're not just going to get to walk away with this deal without, like, unscathed. And so they said, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to, lend an olive branch to Sony and say 10 years. And Sony said, no, get that out of my face. Right. And so instead of just saying, playing the victim and saying like, well, look, we tried, they didn't want to take it. They said, okay, cool. Let's go to someone else. Now there is a huge caveat that a lot of people are are mentioning on social media online and stuff is that can the current Nintendo hardware actually run call of duty? Uh, 
maybe it can run right? Call of Duty if, mobile. Yeah, if, yeah, if it can run Fortnite, it, 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 you can dumb it down. I, I'm sure they could, right. but I, I'm sure they can with build the future a switch. Yeah. You're right. You stream and, at the and, at the minimum. And there has also been a lot of talk about is Nintendo going to launch a new hardware? Are they going to launch a Switch Pro? Right, like all these things are kind of swirling out there. We'll see what happens. There could be a lot of big news in the coming weeks, for all we know, especially with Game Awards tomorrow. Who knows? So. Um, all that being said, I think it was a very smart move from Xbox, but I also really appreciate the quote that you brought to us from Steam because I think that really gets to the heart. And I'm biased. I know that I'm biased because I know that I like Xbox, but I like to believe that there's still positivity out there. I like to believe that there's still genuineness in people that not everything has to be business and politics all the time every yeah, and day. This is on the biggest stage of business, too. It's the, beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. I love that they were just like, look, man, he said we're good and we're not going to force them to be here if they don't want to, but I'm sure they're going to be here because it's a cool place to be. And Phil was like, yes, sir. Like, I just thought that was like a really, really nice way to bookend this. My hope is, of course, that this will show through in the regulation aspect, right? Because while this is a great story and it does look really great politically for Xbox and of course Steam and it works out great for Nintendo because you're right, Bowser was probably like, hey, if they don't want that contract, we'll take it over here. You know what I mean? Like that all makes sense. But ultimately, I hope it's enough to influence to be like, look, I understand the concerns about this, but ultimately, I don't think that Xbox is the villain that Sony is sometimes making it out to be in this whole deal. I actually, there was a whole really good article in the Wall Street Journal this week that basically was an opinion piece about how this would be such a good thing for gamers if they did acquire Activision Blizzard, right? Which I think was really nice because Wall Street Journal is a huge outlet, right? Now, granted, it's an opinion piece, right? But still, that's that's bringing some more of the positive light of this that I'm really excited about. So. Overall, you know, cool story. Hope it works well. We'll see what comes. I know the regulation stuff is getting tighter and we'll we'll just see what happens. Uh, quick question though. I, I'm assuming like this is like nail in the coffin. The, the deal's gonna get done now though. What happens if Sony doesn't agree to a 10-year deal at that point? Do you think that really matters or I think I think they will still offer them the game? Because yeah. again, we made the argument from the beginning that if you are a company who's truly interested in making money, and they are, in addition to making great games and and being relevant and all that kind of stuff. You want to get on every platform possible. You want to do it at Nintendo. You want to do it on Steam. You want to do it on Xbox. You want to do it on mobile. You want to do it on Sony, right? Now, granted, if they offer it and Sony shuts it down, because maybe they're going to revitalize Killzone. Maybe they're going to really pour everything into Destiny and they're going to say, nope, we don't need it. They'll turn their nose up. But that could happen too. I just don't get the sense that their player and fan base would like that. And that's where they could really dig a deep hole if they're not careful. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of players out there who I think were really stunned when they didn't accept a deal for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just bananas that they didn't do that um especially because it wasn't like a as far as i know at least it wasn't a deal of like you owe us money it was just a deal saying i promise you scouts honor that we're providing this game for the next 10 years and they said we don't want it and it's like okay well i don't i don't know what to tell you then right over yeah. here i don't do it with my hands ricky bobby you know what i mean so we'll see what happens <laughs> hopefully the next time we talk about this we will be talking about a deal being done and we will never talk about this again, both Sony and Microsoft whining to each other. Let's move into the next story. Summer Game Fest returns in June 2023, just days before it revamped E3. Jeff Keighley's show promises world premieres, live gameplay demos, and more. And this is coming from Tom Ivan over at VGC. Before I throw it, I think, was this a Jose article? or was... Yeah, I put it in here. I just want to say... Let me throw this to you before I, I let Jose take it away here. 
what would you let's be real what would you rather attend a new revamped e3 or the summer games fest games fest really why it's a new e3 uh, <laughs> i don't, I I don't know. been impressed by any of the summer games fest announcements in its existence i don't think it's as good as the game awards obviously i don't even think the game awards are that good i'm about a new e3 we're having all of them back there but go ahead take it away jose no that's honestly that's i was about to do the exact same thing with you guys when i saw this just in the sense that we kind of heard rumblings that E3 was coming back next year, and now they've kind of basically confirmed it. I thought it was a little bit funny that Games Fest is a couple days before. And and for the record, that doesn't mean that Keeley is trying to like one up E3. It could have been purely a scheduling thing. Like that's when the venue is available. You know, to answer your question of which one I'd prefer, I don't know. I mean, as a kid, E3 was the holy grail. Like if San if San Diego Comic Con for comic fans and movie fans is like where you got to go there one time before you die. E3 was that for gaming. I mean, I can remember entire summers where like school would get out. And I remember remember when G4 was real big on TV. I remember watching G4 for days. Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb, all of them talking about like the games coming out in the boots. And and I just dreamed like, man, one day I'm going to go to E3. And so I, w- I was genuinely really sad when first all the big companies, Sony, pulled out of E3. You know what I'm saying? Me and too. I, I understand, I guess, why they did that. I just don't like it. I, I like, again, the idea that, like, while we are separate companies and while we do All have coming to our, together, we're, we're together. Celebrating. It, it's a we're a community. We celebrate all gamers. You know, I, I really miss that piece of it. And to be fair, I don't think E3 was necessarily at the root of that. Maybe they were, and I just don't know. But I think it was companies saying, no, we want the stage all to ourselves. Um, and so in that in that spirit i think i would prefer e3 just because again i would love more of that true convention experience um i love i love Summerfest. i think it's really cool I'm, I'm grateful that we had it especially when we didn't have e3 but i get the sense that it's more of just going to panels right like i want to go to a true convention where there's vendors and demos and celebrities and all that kind of stuff that's that's what i would want and that seems more what e3 was we'll see what happens though right because I, can E3 pull some major players back? Nintendo, yeah. maybe a Microsoft, maybe a Sony, maybe Steam, for all we know. Can they pull like first-party industry players and publishers and stuff? We'll see. Um, nonetheless, I guess the last thing I'll say, and I'll pass it to Chance, I'm just glad we're getting more and more gaming stuff. It's Summer's going to be great. Can't wait for summer 2023, man. We'll see what yeah. happens. Uh, before I throw it to Bubble Boy, Chance, I got to ask you, what, why, why, first of all, why did you, I'm shocked that you said Summer Games Fest. Nothing against Jeff Keeley. I think what he tries to do is great, but there's just something about him. Like I just, yeah, there's something about him I don't like, and I can't. It's not exactly even that. Pinpoint it's just like it. to me, I don't care what it's called. Maybe they need something new. Maybe it's not E3. Maybe it's not Games Fest. Maybe it's something entirely new um, that can come about that celebrates all of this. I, what I think I meant by choosing Game Fe- Games Fest out of left field was just. I don't care. I just want to have something more than anything. I, yeah. I, what was it? Was it t- the summer of 2020 or 20? Yeah. It would have been the summer of 2020 where there was just like, yeah, essentially that was nothing. There wasn't anything. like Microsoft and I understand Sony. Didn't yeah. Like I understand why that happened, of course. And every year since then, this, we see this every day in our lives, right. In education and school are like, Oh, well COVID and at some point, and I don't want to sound callous and I hope I don't offend anybody, but at some point with certain things, we have to get over COVID. We have, to, we can't keep blaming COVID for, 
for different things. And, and I, I, that is not a blanket statement. That's like, there are things you can blame COVID for. Absolutely. But being late to your second period class has nothing to do with COVID. Not being able to have this, like Jose said, this incredible convention where people who love this medium can all come together and try out new games or buy clothes or buy exclusive merchandise and stuff um, for video games. That, that, why can't that exist again? You know? And, and so, I, yeah, I wasn't necessarily choosing that. I know that's what I said, but it's more just like, I, I don't care, but let's do something. And let's have the XRT boss bankroll it yeah. so that we can all go. <laughs> Someday. Uh, I completely agree. And um, I'm still on the side of, I'd, I'd rather just be an E3 mega thing. And, and Jeff, you can have a part of it. But I, I, I don't think it's a good idea. I see what he's trying to do, but I don't think it's a good idea to have separate events trying to do the same thing. Go ahead, Chipotle Bear. So here's my question for you, kind of as an addendum to this. This summer, let's say that E3 doesn't go well for whatever reason. It could be not enough interesting stuff, not enough attendees, rising costs, another pandemic. It doesn't do well. Do you think it would be done for sure at that point? Like never come yes. back? Or do you think they would chalk it up to, yeah. oh, it's just a, a new renewal year. You think it'd just be gone forever, Dan? What about yeah, if, you? If, if, if this isn't a good thing, you got to stop and then fine, let Keeley host both events. But that's the thing. I'd, I'd rather him not host both events. Like let him have the game awards and then let E3 go back to how it was and him be a part of it. But I'd, him running it, I don't know. He's getting a little too pow- powerful, you guys. Something about him, I don't. I just don't know. Does Jeff Keeley? Well, where did he? Because obsessed from? with Hideo. Yeah, I don't know. I think he was on like G four or one of these shows or okay. networks. Because I just or, take it for what Google it is it. at this point, and I can. Yeah, God, why is he a, this all powerful? Was it a kid? I want to say it was a kid the other day that asked me like, look it up, Jose. like, oh, well, you you know a lot about this. Like, where did he come from? Why does he? Nobody what, knows who's who's yeah, he? like. He, why can't it be Mr. Siegel's Game Awards? Like, yeah, what, again, you know? getting too powerful, obsessed with Hideo. Move on. By the way, we're going to see something from Hideo, maybe that Xbox game tomorrow night. Let's move on to another random topic. And this is more of a, a shout out. I, I do believe, um, I'll just read it. Um, so recently, and this is coming from VGC again, Tom Ivan, Starfield director says Xbox exclusivity is awesome, but he's feeling the pressure to sell consoles. I have to say, if you are a fan of Fallout, if you are a fan of Skyrim, if you are a, fall, a fan of the Elder Scrolls or anything Bethesda, the Todd Father, one of the greatest visionaries, video game creators, he was on our Mount Rushmore. You need both of you. I don't know if you did or not. Listen to this episode, this interview with Lex Friedman on his podcast. It is incredible. I, we could talk on and on about this. There are a few points I wanted to bring up. One, this is a quote from, from him. Uh, He said, we've had a lot of success with the games that you've talked about, but we've never been kind of a platform seller, you know, the game for a platform for a period of time. And so there's a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility there to make sure we deliver for everybody. So he was talking about Starfield and I like this. I, I, I can, I appreciate him being honest and being a little timid about this. They, this Starfield is going to be a big game for Xbox. We were talking about how Halo was the major pillar of, of Microsoft and Xbox, Bethesda, whatever Bethesda starts to bring, starting with Starfield, is going to be one of the major pillars moving forward for Xbox. With He's Xbox. absolutely right. And yeah, it Beth- has to be. With, and Bethesda. So I don't blame him feeling a little bit of pressure. But to be honest, 
they haven't made a really bad game. I mean, I think it's Starfield's going to be incredible. And here he's he's showing some humility, which is great. Also, really quickly, they talked. He talked about Starfield possibly sacrificing frames for for quality. They want to make sure it's a beautiful game. So, guys, be buckle in, Mister Maddie and uh, Lord Cognito. We're talking about this on Defining Duke. I'm afraid if they don't have a 60 FPS mode, ooh, I, stop. Op- optically, that would be terrible. I'm just letting you know, optically, that would be horrible. Would we have all still play it and love it? Absolutely. But optically, that would be bad if they do not offer 60 FPS, especially after I've played Skyrim in 60 FPS and Fallout. I would rather be in 60. I will take the hit in visual quality. And then he also talked about like the, the meaning of life to him and just his previous experiences. They have ideas for where the next Elder Scrolls is going. Guys, if you are a fan of any of these games, go listen to this. He doesn't speak out that, that much. This podcast is incredible. It was like three hours. I It flew by to me. I learned so much. Appreciated it. Shout out to Lex Friedman. Bubble Boy, go ahead. I know I, I threw a lot out there. but No, you're good. I, what I was going to say was it, it would be interesting. And uh, it, after listening to our episode from last week when I had pointed out how maybe Fable could be that new thing, I wonder how easy it would be for something like Starfield to be the new face, considering how when you think of Skyrim, when you think of Fallout, there isn't a main character. You're always creating this character who looks wildly different. Um, it's There's so much option and customization, as we pointed out in that one top five of ours, that you can't, it's really hard to have one central figure. Obviously, none of us know what that could be for for Starfield, and so that makes it a little more difficult. I think, like when I think of Elder Scrolls, I don't know that I can think of a specific one thing to point to. When you think of Fallout, you can think of like the the Vault Boy, right, or the Nuka Cola stuff. But um, that that's why I wonder if this franchise, as much as it needs to be the number one staple of Xbox moving forward, how they would visually find something that's the equivalent of master chief agreed uh jose what do you think about the 60 fps things and some of todd's comments about being all this pressure to be a a, a platform seller so i have a couple thoughts uh so so i was the one who originally put this article in um and it was again it was before we met with ains which was awesome by the way uh, and actually fit a lot to what he was talking about with the 343 question of why is 343 not having as many resources for being kind of the top one of the top tier studios for microsoft and xbox um i i really just appreciated the vulnerability of todd howard saying like look we're so pumped about this. We're so excited for the game. We're so proud of what we're done. We've done. We were definitely bummed that we had to delay it because we were, we loved the book. Yeah, I forgot to eleven. I forgot to bring up that quote. You know, the, we, we we could have done this, but we. But he he goes. We just wasn't ready. We needed more time. And even though it hurt us so much to do, it was the right thing to do. I, I have a lot of respect for that. And and in hindsight. I don't know what I would have done in terms of games because like I think about how much I have played in the last month and and literally not that I wouldn't have made time for Starfield if it had come out, but like between Gotham Knights and Stick of Truth and Callisto Protocol and Dead Space coming up and still playing Forza, still playing Halo, Battlefield, Modern Warfare, like I don't know where I would have fit in this 100-hour game. Like I genuinely don't know how I would have done that and still kept like my job and family and stuff like that. And so... I really appreciate his vulnerability to basically be like, look, we're, we're super excited, but I also appreciate what he was saying. Cause the whole point of the article is him saying like, we're so grateful that we are like, they're expecting us to be the Babe Ruth, the, the Muhammad Ali of their platform. But like, that's a lot to ask. 
know what I'm saying? And that's part of what's so paralyzing about this situation that we're in is that we're, we're aiming for that as much as we can, but to some degree, the, the, the hype is almost getting too big. And here's, here's two great examples of that. One, Gotham Knights. In this, and, and that goes to the 30 frames per second thing. I still maintain that I loved Gotham Knights. The 30 frames per second did not diminish a single minute of my experience in that game. Would it have been cool to have 60? I mean, maybe. But again, I, don't, I didn't see any point of the game where I was like, yep, ruined because it was 30 frames per second. And so while I certainly agree with you, Dan, and coming from an OLED running a Series X, I would love for it to be 60 frames per second. For me personally, Chipotle Bear, that would not affect my gameplay, right? If they told me you can have a 60, be like, cool, I'll turn it on and I'll probably enjoy it. But it's not enough for me to have a negative view of the game for having that. I do hear what you're saying Optic. about the public you, you view. Just, the, you just I said it with Gotham Knights. Like, yeah. You're right. And that's you're exactly right about that is what I was trying to say is that optically that will hurt the game. My hope is that the gameplay slash story slash open world slash name it, you're right, would kind of be its saving grace. But we'll see what happens. Um, the other thing I will just say is that the other example of this is God of War, right? And I haven't played God of War, but I've heard a lot about it from people I trust like Chance, from people I trust in podcasts like Ains, in, and then just in general. And I, I think that people were too, they were expecting too much, right? You, you are expecting a perfect game and there is no such thing as a perfect game. There's not, right? And so expecting that out of Starfield is a huge task. Now, maybe they'll hit it. Who knows, right? We'll see what happens. But I think just because it's not a, an 11 out of 10 doesn't mean it's not a great game. Doesn't mean it can't be a showstopper and doesn't mean that it can't sell Xboxes at the end of the day. That's my opinion. I agree. Uh, Chance? I don't, I, I don't oh, think we're expecting too much. Sorry, but I don't think expecting 60 FPS is that big of a deal. I, 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 we got to stop this focus on fidelity. I'm sorry. We're not going to get there. You're not going to get games at 4K 60. These boxes aren't powerful enough. Drop it down. I don't care if it's 1080 60. They should have set the standard at 1440 60. And you wouldn't notice the difference. But go ahead. What I will say about that, and I was, I'm glad you brought up God of War, Jose, is because so I was doing all the the quality over the performance mode, right? And when I was playing God of War, when I switched to performance in that at 60 FPS, I couldn't switch back. I was like, this is entirely too buttery smooth. I can't go back the other way. But had I never done that 60 FPS, had I stayed on that quality mode the entire time? it still would have been an absolutely incredible experience. So I don't think Starfield has to hit at that. I think it's but when they... But, but we're in a different time. People expect that now. It, it's it's not like we're on the 360 and we could barely get 30 FPS on Fallout and Skyrim and all that stuff. We are in a position in a generation now where 60 needs to be the standard and it's expected. Like it, It's not like it's not like we can just have play it and be like, oh, this is... This is fine because that's how it was with their 360. So I don't know. I, I just, I just, no, like it, Maddie was like, it'd be a big L. And I, and I kind of agree. Like, I can see it going either way. And of course, we're all going to play it, but I think it's going to be, it would be, it's going to happen. I'm, I'm I think I would rather have a game with some of, with that incredibly fine detail and graphical fidelity that runs at 30 as opposed to one that doesn't look great, but runs at 60. I, really, I completely agree. But you got to have the option to, for people to drop it to 60 FPS and lower the graphics. Completely agree. We, I, I might love Starfield more on the graphics, 
but you got to have the option. That's all I'm saying. This do you think? Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you no, think that? Do you think that that is dependent on them having to make it portable to the Series S? And I'm asking because I don't know. I'm not arguing. I'm no. saying you don't think it is because, dude, I, what do you think the install size for Starfield is going to be? I'm thinking like 120, 140. <laughs> it's 230? No, I made that up. <laughs> it's not going to be. It'll be probably around one, 100. I, I think we're – I'm not concerned well, about the size. That's what she said. But it, it's the uh, – <laughs> I'm telling you guys – a Series S can do it. They they got to learn. Uh, I, I just got a bad feeling. I got a bad feeling. It's going to be 30 FPS. And again, we're, we, it could be one of the greatest games of all time, and we will love it. Here's and the internet sorry. will will tear it apart. Look what happened, you guys, I with know, the Gotham look, Knights. Here, that's, that's, that's not even exactly like what I wanted to ask this is an so Xbox first party hold game on. that people have been waiting forever. It's the next big thing from Bethesda. It yep. is going to get demolished just because it's an Xbox game and it's Bethesda. This, is, this Bethesda. is what I want to ask you. Okay. If you had Gotham Knights put in front of you and you were playing it and you had no knowledge whatsoever that of the FPS, 4K, any stop. Do you actually think your eyeballs would be able to be like, no, this is 30 FPS? Nope. No, but I do Not have that knowledge. That's chance. the problem, Chance. We do have the, I know, I can't, and I, I haven't played a 30 FPS game and I couldn't tell you. And I remember I, I played something and I was like, this is terrible. I can't do it. I will, I, I, go I can't play, play games Go play uh, Plague right Tale. Go play Plague Tale and tell me that's a bad. Like again, poo, Chance, poo. I'm not disagreeing it's, with you that it's not playable and it's not beautiful and it's not great. I'm saying you have to give people the option. That's all I'm saying. Whether or not you choose to play in fidelity or performance, so I can then, give a caca. Okay, you have to you give this. this option. Let me ask Forza, you this. Forza Motorsport does it. I don't even think this is a possibility, but what if Bethesda was like, okay, tell you what, we're going to not release all the specs on this. And we're gonna put it. I'd out be there. able to tell if it was thirty or sixty. Absolutely. I mean, computers can run that; they can tell you that in real time, though. So that's that's. A well, no, even if you were, even if I didn't have that ability, which I don't, I don't have. I a, don't way. think you I would. Could yes, I can. <laughs> I don't think you would if you yeah, didn't have anything else to compare it to. Yeah, I can. I absolutely can tell now. You're you're underestimating the the difference. Casual Jose over even Jose could tell in Gotham's that it was it was not normal. No, I could when he jumps I got those old it. eyes, but. I had a LASIK surgery. <laughs> we can talk about the 60 FPS versus 30 all day. Bacon back. Yo, I know you will because you're running like 4K 120 literally plus 130s on his. He, I think he got a 3090, you guys. No, he got a 4090. That's what it was. He he sold his bond. He's got the latest card. Just killing it. Over here. Let's move on. Jose, quickly, was this you? Monster Hunter Rise is coming to Game Pass. In January 20th, 2023, uh, why should I be excited about this? I, that wasn't me, actually, that put that one in there. Bubble but Boy? I actually saw this. I never played the first Monster one. Hunter on there. Was that me? Uh, <laughs> it must have been you. But it's big. It's a big win for us. No, it is a I, big deal. No, it Monster is. Hunter. I, exactly. I, I haven't played cool, it either. Go ahead. Jose. But it's, it's a big win because it's been mostly, at least of recent, late, of late years, um, a Sony exclusive. So I'm cool. It's cool that we have it. Not I mean, exclusive. I've always, it came, Monster Hunter came, the last one, Monster Hunter World came to Xbox on Xbox One. Oh, well, nonetheless, it's a big win for us. I've, I've never played it. I've always been interested. I, yeah. I like, 
the costumes and the stories, I've heard they're a little bit of a repetitive story kind of thing, but um, it could be a cool just thing to jump on at some point and, and check out. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Jess, did you ever play Monster Hunter? This seemed like a game you would have did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't finish it. I did start it. It The gameplay loop was not necessarily... Describe it to for me. me. Is, it like, is it like Elden Ring only gets all big bosses no. the whole time? No, I didn't... Uh... I didn't. I had, would have a really hard time comparing it to that. I guess you could kind of see it as that. You had there were probably God. I have to remember ten or fifteen different classes that you would choose from in terms of like what your weapons were that made the game completely different based off of each one. And so you would like go out and search for this monster and get all their toenails or get all their shells and then bring it back and make a new weapon with yeah, it. Yeah, that's and, right. I remember the you, loot was a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. You what was weird to me was I would get. I would do two or three of those boss runs and with like, say a great sword and then go back. And the whole goal of that was to completely change my class to two katanas or something. And I just struggled with that. I, I wanted to, if I was like, okay, if I'm going to go with great sword, I really you wanted, wanted to, to play that class great yeah. sword thing. Yeah. And I felt like it was always pushing me towards changing and if there maybe if there were only three or four to pick from i would have been okay with that but there was literally like i don't even remember 12 15 16 um it just wasn't for me like it it's it is very gosh never mind i'm not even gonna finish that sentence it wasn't for me yeah, no, I, I've heard nothing but good things about Monster Hunter. And Jose is absolutely right. Like, this is a big one for Game Pass. Like, people are very excited for this. It's coming straight to Game Pass while also being released, I believe, on PlayStation consoles as well. This used to be a Switch PC only thing. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and so I'm excited for it. Another diverse game straight to Game Pass. Awesome. Maybe I'll check it out. Who knows? But Chance just totally distracted me with something in the chat. So I'm just going to move on. Monster Hunter, you guys, is coming. I do believe, if I remember correctly, Monster Hunter World is like Capcom's number one best-selling game of all time, like sales-wise. So <laughs> moving on to the next news story. Destiny 2, prepare to take a leap of faith, Guardians, in partnership with Partnership, partnership with Ubisoft. The worlds are about to collide with brand new cosmetics. Destiny Cross, Assassini's Kratos. This was on December first. Twitter. Who brought this story up? Bubble Boy, is this you? No, this was me. I, oh. And I just it's it's a thirty second one. I'm not going to go back and play Destiny at this point. I don't. I can't. I'm still playing. Occasionally, that's what she said. But uh, the, I have to admit, some of these look pretty fire, dude. I like that they actually have a lot of the different Assassin's Creed res, like brought in this it's not just the like original one with altair and Ezio and stuff um cool man i just again i've always always been a, a huge proponent of collaboration whether that's like food and gaming games and games movies and games i love when they do that stuff you know i love that modern warfare lets you buy famous people i love that mortal Kombat brought in class of villains like i love that kind of stuff so i just wanted to give a shout out to bungie and ubisoft because uh this is dope man i hope it goes yeah. really well for them i hope they continue to do it Absolutely. I love and it is a random partnership, by the way. Who would have seen Destiny and well, I guess Destiny crossed with Halo and Ubisoft. They've been doing stuff like this. Go ahead, Bubble Bubble Boy. Are you ever gonna get back to Destiny with Lightball? Yeah. I, Any interest? It is a good shooter, but not as good as Halo. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just sure. not. Is it is it 30 FPS? It's, it's no, it's 30 60 FPS. And you can tell it was oh, 30 on the console. It was last gen. It was until next. But back to that oh, best selling okay. Capcom. I was right. Monster Hunter World. 18 million units sold, the number one yeah, selling Capcom game. 
Resident Evil 5, how? how? Trash, dumpster file, 13 million. That's because it was co-op and it doubled just because of the co-op. Resident Evil 4, 11.6, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. And timing too. So the other thing that I think gets lost on a lot of those things, five sold more than four because there were more people into video games when five came out. Well, the the, the, 60 and PlayStation cross, yeah. They're just, it's constantly growing and getting bigger. And that's why it's like, it's hard to, <laughs> that's not always apples to apples. And that's a totally another conversation for another day. But no, Resident Evil 5 being up there, that's disgusting. Yeah, horrible. Let's move into the next quick story here. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the first trailer and brand new poster. <laughs> I, 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 I deleted random, that. How's that still on there? <laughs> but I, I watched it. So, Bubble Boy. Uh, yes, Guardians is coming. I'm excited. Uh, I am too. I just deleted it because I was like, oh. I the only role that I like Chris Pratt in, by the way, I, I have grown to just loathe him. Besides no, Parks and Rec. Yeah, that and this. That's, You're I saying can't outside stand of yep, Parks correct. and Rec. That's can't, the, can't stand What about there was Peter the Quill movie. and Andy Dwyer? That's all. That's that's all I need from the, Chris Pratt. Um, he could disappear forever. Movie we'll on fine. the spaceship where he wakes up and. <sighs> That one was really good. He was good in that. What was that? Jose? Really good? You don't even remember the name. What? Let's move on. Jose <laughs> doesn't even know. To our last hey. quick story. Everybody jump into this. Halo Infinite, December 6th update. This is fire, you guys. I jumped in as soon as this dropped. We've got a new custom game browser. You can now select all of those Forge modes. We've got new armor core unlocks. That means that uh, there were some cores that you were locked before. Everybody gets them now. I worked so hard. Now there's uh, one, two, three, four new uh, cores that everyone has, and also 10 colors that everybody, new colors that everyone has. There's a new uh, multiplayer map. Shout out to Halo 3's, uh, what was it called? Oh my gosh, what was the map? It's called, called Empire now, right? What well, was it called? Empire now, but it was the pit. It was the pit in Halo 3. That's what I read from. I love it. Everyone was complaining about the aesthetics. Uh, first of all, I like that it. it's different. And second of all, the map is awesome. Love it. It's, it felt just like Halo 3. Also, I like how they added uh, a drop zone to where you can get the in the camo and the overshield. Awesome. Network improvements, uh, ranked widget improvements, PC improvements in general, and also PC uh, input and mouse and keyboard improvements and player reporting and muting guys this update was fire everybody was so excited especially because now nobody was anticipating being able to just have that uh match browser for the all yeah, the, the forge, forge mode stuff yeah super cool they just need to take a few more steps to get a little bit more specific in the multiplayer like being able to select like i only want to play slayer on these maps or slayer and uh attrition on 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 these maps just they're getting there i had a lot of fun on the new map jose did you have a chance to go check it out at all or are you going to jump on with me this weekend I'll, I'll be on with you this weekend i have not yet because of what i've been playing we'll talk about that here shortly but um i'm i'm excited man I, I've, I've said it time and time again like i love playing halo and i mean what i said last time with ains that um, I love Christmas time because it is the time when a lot of us have some downtime to play and are more willing to like stay up late and stuff like that. And it, it was fun. I mean, I think about last Christmas when we had those big team battles with Snelling and Wonton and Alan and and literally everyone just on and laughing and having a good time, man, like that, that is what this is about. And so I love that this happens. The one thing that I would like to see, and I just, I haven't even logged in yet, so maybe it's there and I don't know. 
I would love to see some featured maps in Forge. I'd love that to become a feature just because I imagine right now there's not probably a ton, but that's going to spike in the next three to six months. And so being able to kind of weed out which are the really like maybe best reviewed ones, most played ones, that kind of stuff I would love to see as well for sure. But otherwise, yeah. I'm pumped, man. That's a great point. I think hopefully there is something like that because whenever I've seen people screenshot it, it does show, seem to show ones that I've actually seen on Twitter before. So uh, Bubble Boy, will you be dropping into Halo or are you just like, eh? No, I genuinely want to. I This would be what would get me back in. Um, like you guys said this weekend, I could see myself playing a little bit with you. Um, that You whole, still need to do co-op. You got to get those co-op. I know. Right? No, I know. And it, it, I had said it way back in the infancy of XRT that that's that was one of the things that I felt like infinite was missing um was the ability to really really customize my spartan like exactly how i wanted it i felt like there was a little bit too many limitations on some of those things i know this doesn't fix all of it but i like the opened armor core thing because that always felt a little restrictive to me and and be honest you didn't work hard to get those armor cores i think i have all but one you only needed to get to like level five i think for each one so it's not like that's like giving something out for free i don't think at least but yeah no i'm not too concerned about that but i am still concerned about the cross core col the color options jose still not there that was one of the Dang first well, things I was, I was excited about. to yeah. see. No, it's and still not there, guys. I can't select the color for these different cores that go. Yeah. All colors need to be unlocked. And to be fair, Destiny was way worse about this. Destiny 2, remember, I think I told oh, Bubble Boy about that. Like you'd use it and, and it was gone. Oh, the shader God, was going terrible. Now they finally have it where you can select whatever you want and you can change the appearance, which is really cool. Halo, and we need we'll to get, get somebody there. on that can explain to us why that is. Like, does yeah, it take there, up there too much memory? Some tactical is it, reason. There has to be a reason. Yeah. It can't just be like, well, it, no, we don't. We don't think it should be like that. Like, there's yeah. no, there's just no way. And I'm not smart enough to have figured it out. Maybe yeah, I'll we, have to we really should that later. All right, last story. Let's close the news like we always do with coming to Game Pass for December 2022. Available today, Eastward Cloud Console PC, The Walking Dead Final Season Cloud Console PC. By the way, if you guys haven't finished all The Walking Dead's, the ones that are around Clementine, you need to do it. Totally reliable delivery service. PC, great name right there. Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga. Chance had this dilly, in his We'll talk about this in a second. Cloud console and PC December. It's, I mean, it's already out right now. Hello Neighbor 2 is also available now on Game Pass. Cloud console, PC. Chained Ex Echoes. Cloud console and PC December 8th. So by the time this is live, it'll be out there. Metal Hail Slinger with Chance Played now is going to be available on Xbox One. That was a serious game before. High on life, guys. I cannot wait. This is the dilly game dilly. I'm, I just, I'm so pumped for. I cannot wait. December 13th, available day one on Game Pass. I'm going to read the description for this because I have to. From the mind of Justin Roiland comes high on life. Humanity is being threatened by an alien cartel who wants to use them as drugs. It's up to you to rescue and partner with charismatic talking guns, take down Gamantuous and his gang, and save the world. Gosh, I cannot wait for High on Life. Potioncraft Cloud Console PC December 13th. Rainbow Billy, The Curse of Leviathan cloud console and pc don't forget guys battlefield 2042 it's available now through ea play uh ultimate perks oh leaving december 15th Ooh, some big ones here 
Aliens Fireteam Elite is leaving mid-December, December 15th again. Breathridge, Dragon Quest Eleven, Firewatch. That was a good good walking simulator, guys. If you like walking simulators, go play Firewatch. Lake, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4, Neoverse, Race with Ryan, <laughs> Record of Lodos War, Rory McElroy PGA Tour is leaving EA Play, and Transformers Battlegrounds will also be leaving again on December 15th. Boys, besides I know high on life, is there anything else we're gonna talk we're gonna play? Am I gonna oh, play yeah. my you first Lego to, game? You need to. You absolutely need to. It is so do you like Star Wars at all? Real Star Wars, yeah, not Legos. Yep. Dude, it is We've done this. We've been over this. I also oh, well, well, here's it, the thing. I barely have time. I can't. I haven't even watched Andor yet. Apparently, I need to watch that. I can't, I can't commit yeah, to this. I haven't either. Game. Yeah. I um, what I was what I was going to say is this might be a perfect game to put in Grayson's hands. And that I will agree with. Yes, that, that you know, and and you can play. Can you with play him co op? Can you have like four player co op? Could I have give each of the girls a controller? Because that's what Ooh, I was thinking, guys. Oh, that's special, a good don't, question. Don't tell anyone. Santa is bringing Grayson one of those shock. Or the the race red Ooh, controllers. Nice. I'm, like, I'm like, do I need to ask Santa to bring the girls their own colors? Like Maddie uh, would love that do. blue. And yeah. the rookie, maybe get that shock yeah. yellow. Only use it for me though, because I love the yellow. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> don't listen to um, this I I don't remember about four player. We've only oh god, what am I? It's got to be at least old. two. I mean, that's a start. No, two for sure. Cora yeah. and I played all the time, and they and it was different enough. Some of those old other Lego games, you really couldn't separate yourselves from mm, one another. This one's um, better. It's a lot better. It's not perfect, but yeah, tethering. That was, a, that was the word. Um, it's perfect for you to, it's free. It is a million percent worth your time. I think it was worth your money. Um, does he like Star Wars? Does he get into that? Yeah, he all? loves Grogu. He already knows who Grogu is. Oh, like, yeah. And like, you can I've never seen Grogu. anything. When can or I start watching that stuff with them, you guys? I wanted to ask you. When can I start watching Avengers Cora, and Star Wars? I've, I've, Cora watched Into the Spider Verse. Um, yeah, but that's sort of a cartoon. That's like, I know. Um, she, dude, she watched Mandalorian. A seizure cartoon. Day one. She yeah, they, yeah, Penelope and Scarlet watched one. Mandalorian, and they, oh, Penelope and I watched Boba Fett season one. That's why. Oh, God, that's why. How that. she got into. That's how I got into it too. She literally walked into the room at the moment my jaw dropped, and I saw him for the first time, and she's like, "Daddy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah but Cora's like, yep, a little bit older. Yep. Like Jose, like she is. Scar- that's was, fair. She is. How old is Scarlet? Grayson's in between. You're muted. Scarlet's five and a half. Penelope's going to be eight here yeah. soon. When did you um, start I mean, with Scarlet? I mean, that's my barometer. So, so it's it's hard because Scarlet, I don't think, is as into it as Penelope, obviously, yeah. but she will watch it because Penelope's watching it, and she likes it too. She just doesn't have the time, like the attention span. And so, yeah. honestly, I think that the girls could handle probably ninety percent of Marvel. Maybe I'm a bad parent, but I haven't <laughs> started it with them because uh-huh. I want them to be able to sit through the whole movie. Because like the whole point of it is to like I want to watch the whole whole MCU with them. Like I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, that's that. what I want to do so bad. And, and same Not with this, all the Disney. Star Wars, but the, they're too long. Like that's what's nice about the shows is it's like a forty five minutes to an hour, which is much more doable and it's much yeah. more possible. Where if you like, we can only do half and then go do something that's fine because we can come back and pretty much catch up where we are yeah. um i mean the nice thing about star wars is you're really not dealing with 
sex. You're really not dealing with a whole lot of violence. I mean, there there is like weapons and fighting, but yeah, very little. They're blood. aliens. That's what very I was little gore. And I'm killing Cora, aliens. I'm killing Cora zombies. Cora still calls every gun a pew pew. Oh. All the pew pews, right? So it's like that's yeah. a. Good point. Okay. Something yeah, and I'm pumped. I'm pumped to play this with Penelope because I got them the Series S upstairs. Like this is a perfect one for me to like sit on their couch, play Skywalker yeah. Saga with them. I'm super yeah, nice. pumped. Very nice. Well, guys, let's speaking of what we've been kind of watching there, let's jump into what have we been playing and or watching. I can go first very quickly here, guys. I'm back into Mass Effect. And I couldn't be happier. It has been incredible. I am so happy. I'm like, you know, I want to play a game I want to play. Stick into that resolution for once. I've been having a blast. Again, Mass Effect hasn't aged the best. I can see why some people might skip it, but I I already beat it. I did it in this past week. Got the platinum. Moving on. Uh, the 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 goal to have every achievement, every platinum for every Mass Effect, Mass Effect game released on PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One goes on. I'm already on Mass Effect 2, did Insanity 1, got my love interest done, Bubble Boy. Hopefully I get it through the next two and don't have it Good glitch luck. out on me. Cross my fingers for you. Been Worst that. short leave ever. <laughs> my might even picked it. Oh, by the way, I've been the worst renegade ever. Spoilers, when you're on Vermeer and you have to make a choice to talk somebody down, a big, big character that somebody may have failed on before, dead. Didn't even blink an eye. I'm trying to so do you, it as worse so, renegade as possible. But before. then how can you get the, the oh, suicide I, I, mission? Okay, so for the suicide mission, everyone has to live. After that, I'm going to go back and make sure as many uh, of those mother jammers so anyway, I don't want to spoil it away. Guys, everybody go play Mass Effect. It is incredible. Also, update. I did get the scuff controller for the PlayStation. Uh, I like it. I like the paddles specifically. That's why I got it. because So they have two paddles that are actually usable. So I'm trying to play Mass Effect 2 now without using any of the face buttons. Always keeping my thumbs on the thumbsticks, trying it out. I'm really interested to see how the Xbox One would be. If my Elite breaks again... I think I'm going to try this scuff. Do I? Does it feel as good a quality as the the Elite? No, but it does have a good grip on the back. But in general, guys, the PlayStation controller makes my hands hurt. Like it really does. Yeah. It's it's because your hands are like spaced out too much. Chance like it it forces you out like your hand your wrist this way. Mm-hmm. I've never had any kind of cramps or pains while I've been playing on controllers, and I, I couldn't even tell you how long. Consistently. My hands hurt from holding the PlayStation. The thumbsticks, I think, are a part of it. The triggers are not very ergonomic. And uh, battery life sucks. You, If you have a long session oh. on these controllers, you have to charge it every night. I don't have to do that with my Elite. Uh, what's going on? Even I'll even have I, the vibration off, Chance. What I is for, going on with I these controllers? I forgot to charge it. Gosh, was it three nights yeah, ago? Yeah, you're screwed. And Cora was all excited to go down. And as she calls it, let's play Spider-Man Gymnastics. And we went down there and I was like, Sorry, Cora. We plug it in. Played last night, and so we can't. (laughs) Like I was like, that Xbox controller hasn't been charged in three and a half years, and it's only two years old. Like I don't. It that is inexcusable. Um, real quick though, which scuff did you get? Show me that again. I got the scuff. Not like the three hundred and fifty dollar one. No, it's it was it was actually uh, they had it on sale during Black Friday. The scuff reflex. Reflex Pro is what I got, and the Pro Um, comes with the grips on the back. I got it and for then, 175. So do I think it's worth it that? Yes, but am I gonna play it that much? Probably not. Yeah, I'm not gonna be playing uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be playing my PlayStation ones, but once you go paddles, I just it's it's hard. Um, I can't do it. That's what she said. Yeah. 
Well, no, I was going to say I tuned into your Mass Effect stream through my PlayStation only to see five minutes of a pause screen. Oh, weird, because I'm usually pretty good about it. When I say five minutes, it's probably closer to like 38 seconds. But like what I felt like was a long time. Yeah, I probably just ran upstairs to do something. And I was like, like, no, there's no way he's like looking at a PowerPix website or something. You don't (laughs) have all those Cheetos memorized at this point. Exactly. No, I'm just giving you a But I did try. Um, so Miles. how was Miles? By the way, like, about. do I need to play it? Uh, Simply fun. Um, yeah, but try to try do this. Do a seven day free trial of PS Plus. <laughs> I'm not joking, man. Do try it. it do a seven. Yep, and that's more than enough time to just go to back. Do it and beat it. <laughs> Probably if you if I mean the story is very quick. I haven't finished it yet, but I've heard it's very quick. Um, but just simply having fun. I can't tell you. I, I've mentioned it a couple of times now. Me and Cora just, she calls it Spider-Man gymnastics and she just web slings all over the city. And it's, it's I think I saw the chance. Don't you have to do a new game plus though, to get the platinum. Yeah, but like, you don't, don't you to play achievements twice? and trophies. You I know. Remember that I was did, your, I know. Yeah, but you don't. So it's cool. Um, but yeah, if, if you cared about the platinum, you would have to play it twice. It's just fun. It's a good game. It's not a, it's not the best game. I, if I had to compare like to, to the Spider-Man, which one's better, which ones do you like more so far? I know you even beat it. Yeah. The Spider-Man one is better, but not yeah. in the way that God of war 2018 was so much better yeah. than 2022. And, and there's part of me that's like, man, if, if I had to pick one of these games to keep for the rest of forever and I could only play one on my PS5 hands down. I'm going with Spider-Man right now, like hands down. Absolutely. It might not. It's hard to say it's a better game, but it, it might really be. It, it really might just be. It's fun. Wait, wait, are you saying Spider-Man or Miles Morales? M- sorry. Miles Morales is, is the one sp- you would rather the origin- have the Spider-Man 2018, 19 is most definitely better than Ragnarok. Okay. Oh yeah, no, I, I I was thinking about that. But definitely. do you do you feel like Miles as a character is more interesting than the other Peter Parker? His voice is so high in this game, and it's annoyingly <laughs> high. Luckily, it's not. He doesn't talk a ton, um, but it's it's annoying. Not, like Aloy, got it. Okay, yeah, what it's else? not the oh, most Pentiment. compelling. But then I yeah, so I I picked up Pentiment. Um, it is it's insulting that a game like that and when I say like that, a game like that can get a ten out of ten and then people trash on Callisto Protocol, which I'm excited to hear about from Jose in a minute. It makes no sense to me. Callisto Protocol set out to do what it did, and from what I understand, it did absolutely that. Um Pentiment set out to do a very specific thing and it did that. It's not a ten. I'm sorry. It I, I don't that's fine. Not, uh, just like God of War is in a 10. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not enjoying it, really. I oh. want to finish it because I want to see what the hell the hype is all about. I'm only on day two, so I know the thing that's supposed to make it really, and it was, I guess, spoiled for me, but what's supposed to make it compelling hasn't happened yet. But I had heard also like, oh, after the first hour, it gets really good. No, it doesn't. I'm like three hours in, and none of my different choices have mattered. None of my character background matters. 
It's okay. You're trying it. You're giving it the old college try. I, I felt exactly. that after five minutes. It, not every game is for everybody, and that's fine. Play what um, you want to play. Then, I'm playing Mass Effect again, guys, for like yeah. the 300th time. Come on. And then lastly, um, I'm watching, have you guys, you know, Welcome to Wrexham? I've um, heard of it. I've not watched it. Just beyond wonderful. I know I talked about it a little bit last week um, when we were talking about Apple and Ted Lasso and stuff, but it's literally, literally like real life Ted Lasso. And so if you don't know what it is, it's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, um, but uh, like the oldest football club in international football club in the world, which is the Wrexham team in Wales. And, and it's, Ashley's watching it with me too. She was like, it's literally romantic. Did I say this last week? What do I feel like I've already said? No, this? you mentioned that you liked it. You hadn't <laughs> yeah, gotten into yeah. details. Um, I didn't know then, they, this is about them really buying a real football. A, they really it's bought a real um, and they, Ryan Reynolds they is like, a football partial minority owner is what you're saying. No, they majority. are the owners. They are the oh, okay. chairman. Wow, They're co-chairman. They make all kinds of jokes about how like Ryan Reynolds has the movie star money. So he's like, more of the boss kind of thing, but they are the owners there. It's not like Condoleezza Rice here with the Broncos. They are the owners of this. Boom. Um, well, it, but you know I what I mean? mean. I, like, don't I don't mean that in a bad way. Like that. She doesn't own it. She owns a sliver of the Broncos, which I'd sell, sell low. That's what they always say on wall street. Right. <laughs> um, Show is absolutely incredible. It's on Hulu, Hulu. Peacock, Hulu, yep, okay. Hulu, because it's originally on FX. It, I have laughed, I have teared up. Um, it's nostalgic. They, they do these like kind of spotlights on different fans who we think we're like I'm a Chiefs fan. You guys are Broncos fans. These people would put us to shame on their worst day of fandom in terms of what those clubs mean to them. Um, at least the way they portray it in, in this documentary. And it's just really cool. Is it it's, a one movie or is it a ep- series? How long? How, how long is it? So each episode's 20, 28, 29 minutes long. Um, and I think there's 18 or 19. Right. Oh, now. Wow. I know. I know. I was like, Oh, this is going to be like a three part series and it's over. We just finished episode eight or seven last night and it totally went away from being a documentary and it was like a spoof episode where they did a few different things they did like this history lesson on whales which was actually super super cool they did a cooking show um like a live cooking show thing they did sports center which was i was literally crying i was laughing so hard when they pretended to be the two guys from sports center um, and then they did like a Jay Leno late night talk show thing, all centered around Wales or their their soccer team. So I, I cannot recommend it enough. It's Daniel, cover your ears, don't listen to this. But for Jose, it's scratching the Ted Lacho is itch, at least for a little bit. Um, it's sports, it's humor, it's real. Can't recommend it enough. Love it. I'll check it out, man. Jose, what have you been playing and or watching? Uh, so I've only been playing one thing, and that is Callista Protocol. Oh, yeah, Liter- that's right. Literally, when we got off with Ains last week, I literally went straight and downloaded it. I didn't play it because even though it actually downloaded in like 10 minutes because it was only 45 gigs or something like that, I it was like late enough that I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to like sit and enjoy, and so I waited. Um, I'm, I am absolutely loving it. Now, that comes as no shock. You guys know I'm a big horror guy. I absolutely adore Dead Space. I love Resident Evil. And it scratches that itch in a way that I cannot express that makes me so happy. Um, I just checked my true achievements. I thought it was way further. I'm only like four and a half hours in. 
Um, oh wow! And I, um, and I think that is because I'm I'm truly taking my time. I'm I'm checking out every nook and cranny. I am making sure I have like every item and selling the ones I don't need, so I have extra credits and stuff like that. But absolutely adoring it. Um, I'll do kind of a full review when I get to the end. I, at this point, I already think it's worth your money and your your time. Um, I will say a couple of highlights and not lowlights, but some question marks. Um, I was at first kind of confused by the combat. It is not the same as Dead Space. It is to the degree that you have the over the shoulder, you have these kind of like space weapons, but it has this very new mechanic where you are constantly dodging like an enemy's attacks and then you have to like time your hits afterwards. Um, And that, it it just like didn't click in my brain. Like I, I was wasting so much ammo and I was dying and my health was terrible and I just like couldn't grasp it. And then it finally clicked about two hours in um, and I'm really enjoying it. And to the point where like I'm experimenting more with like combos, which like I'll be honest, I never did in Dead Space. Like my my Dead Space strategy was like get the original plasma cutter, deck it out to the nth degree as soon as I can and just blow things away. Like that was my entire strategy. Um, I, I think I only finished the game with two guns, that one and then like the wider version of it. You know what I'm talking about? This one is different. This one really kind of encourages you to pick one or two lanes. You have several weapons. I actually just got my second gun um, and really invest it because resources are very slim like that. I And I as much as that's frustrating in the game, I really appreciate that. Like that just makes it, I like that strategy element and the inventory system. Like literally, this isn't a spoiler. You only have six slots in your inventory which is like heinously small. And so like when you were talking about like medical weapon or medical items, your ammo, and then even just the like, you can find these things that you can put into a machine to like get more credits. It's a true balance of like, which do I take? And then like, if I go to the machine and I can sell them, do I go all the way back and get that other stuff? Really enjoying that element. I think it's a great game. It's absolutely gorgeous, like stunningly gorgeous. Like I I mean, literally beautiful. And the sound design is incredible if you have the opportunity to play with it with headphones absolutely play with headphones because it is creepy and it's remember how scorn dan was like squishy and it was very uncomfortable this has that same kind of overlay in a lot of areas but it's very purposeful and it matches the environment it matches the enemies super cool um overall i'm loving it story is is (laughs) it's a it's not the best start to a story i've ever seen but it's satisfying enough i think uh Excuse me. I think Josh Jumel's voice and face is a really cool addition to it because the facial expressions are amazing in the game. Um, so anyway, I'm very excited uh, to go through it. I'm hoping by next Thursday when we record, I'll probably be done because I just love playing it so much. Um, other than that, I haven't played anything else. I still need to go back and finish Stick of Truth. Obviously, I'm going to play Halo with Dan and the boys sometime this weekend. Um, and then in terms of TV, Victoria and I have been watching Avenue 5, which is like, I, I think I mentioned it last week. It's like a it's a comedy on HBO and it's a story of um, this cruise ship. They were supposed to be like a two month journey. They get sent off course and now they're going to be in space for like three and a half years. And it's, um, it's got like the guy who played house in it. It's got Josh Gad in it. It's got um, a couple of other like relatively famous people, um, but really funny. It's like the writing is really, really solid. And it's, it's every episode just is like bizarre, funny stuff. Um, I've also tried to been going back and watch Titans the show on on HBO because they've just released season four. Uh, I think I'm still mid season two. Um, and I really, I really like Titans. I, I wish I had watched it when it came out, um, but I'm certainly enjoying that now when I have a little bit of free time, but that's what I've been up to. So we'll see. 
Gentlemen, let's close the show like we always do with the best food we had this week. I will go first. Jose, add two to the list for me, please. Oh, that's uh, and then also, but that I don't know if that was the best food I had this week. The best food, it was delicious, don't get me wrong, was this barbecue chicken that Allie made in the crock pot. Just absolutely delicious. Some BBQ chicken, put a bunch of that sweet baby rays, uh, sweet and spicy sauce, uh, barbecue sauce, and then put some stuffing in there and mashed potatoes. Man, I was eating like a king. So shout out to Allie. That was the best food I had this week. Who would like to go next? I'll go next. Um, I also get to add one to the list because uh, literally on uh, Friday at school, um, I was I had to go to a meeting, and on the way back, I like texted my whole team. I was like, "Anybody want some Popeyes?" And immediately, everyone was like, "Dink me, 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 me!" And so um, they actually had that deal going where you buy a combo and you get a sandwich free, which was awesome. And um, you got to start using that app, Dan. It's it's really starting to pay off at this point. I know. Um, got some delicious Popeyes. Other than that, best food, we had a breakfast for dinner on Monday last or a couple days ago. We did biscuits and gravy. Just a wonderful dinner to have for breakfast or for dinner. Um, and then also this last weekend, we went to this place up in Westminster. I, I kid you not. I actually looked up Snelling's address. I was literally like two miles from his house. Um uh, but it was late at night. And uh, funny story on the way to this restaurant there, we got stopped in traffic because there was a car fire. Um, because literally like a Dodge Charger had crashed into something and it was on fire to the point where we could see like 10 foot high flames from where we were in traffic. Um, Hopefully no one was hurt. Um, We were going to see one of Victoria's old friends. It was their 40th birthday. Talk about middle age. And um, (laughs) I was at this place called Famille, F-A-M-I-L-L-E, up in the new like Westminster Promenade. It was across the street from a JCPenney which doesn't sound very sexy, but it was actually a very cool part of town. Um, and it was, a, it was a French farm-to-table restaurant. Um, they had rented it out for her birthday and like free drinks and stuff like that. Um, but very cool, man. And the food was really good. Like I, when my, when I was like, what kind of food is it? It was like French farm-to-table. I was like, okay, we're going to stop at Taco Bell right on the way home. But it was actually very good. I, they had a really awesome fondue and little hush puppies and stuff like that. So shout out to Family if you're up in Westminster. Check it out. Bubble Boy, what about you? Yeah, I have some unfortunate news to report. I I finally, I don't know if you guys have seen this, the mozzarella stick um, chicken sandwich from Wendy's. It's got like a, like basically like a cheese stick on the, I I know, I know. I I was excited. I was like, this is going to be great. It's got like this, I know, this like focaccia Italian bread um, bun and the marinara and that, Wendy's, let me tell you, the Wendy's next to uh, the, gosh, the hospital in Parker, that it was awful. They had like a sign, like we're out of lettuce, we're out of tomatoes, and you couldn't go into the second line. Um, they didn't have any dipping sauces. I was just like, crazy. They didn't have vanilla Frosties. It was all, and but I was just like, so this, I need to walk away now before I order this thing. It was as bad a presentation as I've ever seen in fast food. And I don't ever expect like to order a fast food sandwich and get what they show on the commercials. But I took a picture of it that I forgot to send to the nerd chat last night that I will hear in a minute to you guys. It was awful. It was terrible. And the taste was okay. I'll never get it again. But I just, man, swing and a miss on Wendy's. But probably my own fault because I should have just gotten a JVC and... 
or like three and called it quits. But yes, sir. Four for four. He's absolutely right. Guys, this has been Xbox. Record this episode 84. My name is Daddy Diwali. You can follow me at Daddy Diwali across all social media. You can follow the show at Xbox. Record this on all social media. Please send us your top five hostess. Tell us what you're excited about with the Game Awards, your reactions this week. Uh, tell us what you think of the show. Please send us the feedback. We would really appreciate it. Uh, Chipotle Bear, where can people find you? You can find me on the uh, Twitter, uh, Chipotle underscore Bear. Been having a lot of great conversations with some of our uh, fellow co-hosts of other podcasts and Civic Ghosts, Joe and Kyle. Of course, uh, Ains from uh, Season Gaming. You can also find me on Instagram at Chipotle Bear if you want a little bit more into the inside of this guy's life. I'll be, spoiler alert, it's not super exciting, but it's full of food and fun times. And Bubble Boy, where can people find you? Oh, trolling the message boards of the USPTO, which is the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Spoiler alert. As always, gentlemen, see you online. See you online. See you online. See you online. What do you guys want? Get some sour cream and onion chips. With some dip, man. Some beef jerky, some peanut butter. Get some Hagen dazs ice cream bars, a whole lot of hot. Make sure chocolate. Gotta have chocolate, man. Some popcorn, red popcorn, graham crackers. Graham crackers with the marshmallows, little marshmallows, and little chocolate bars. And we'll make some s'mores, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yo. <laughs> also, celery, grape jelly, uh, Captain Crunch with blue crunch berries, pizzas. We need two. Big pizzas, man. Everything on them with water, a whole lot of water, and bunions. Yeah. Xbox, record this as a podcast created by Daniel Walensic. You can follow him at Daddy Diwali on all social media. The assistant to the co host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. The assistant to the assistant to the co-host is Chance Siegel, and you can follow him at BubbleBoyN7. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This on all social media. If you'd like to find out more about the show, visit XboxRecordThis.com.